Welcome to Sisterhood Hour Conversations, the podcast. I'm your host, Pumeza Langa. In this episode of Sisterhood Hour, we're going to be having a conversation with Jessica Mtimkulu. Well, now she's Jessica Dube. But when we had this conversation, it was towards the end of last year, 2020. And we spoke about various things about her career over the years, purposeful living, working with young people, and what it's been like and the why behind it. The role of mentorship in her life and her role of being a mentor for future leaders. And the incredible faith that she has, what it means to her, especially throughout her life journey. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Jessica. Hey, how are you? Good and you. I'm good. Yay. Yay. It finally works. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. What a mission. Jeez. Hey, girl. Like. Yeah, sometimes technology loves us. Other days, it's like, Mm-mm, nope, Listen, <laughs> try again I've, tomorrow. <laughs> I've experienced those flames. And sometimes, like, you're live. You just did a test right. five minutes ago. And then all of right. a sudden, you've got your signal. You're sitting there. You're ready. And it just completely bombs, eh? Dude. And then it's like, okay, well, then, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much better when it's not live. Then at least you can, you know augment and find a way forward right because <laughs> yeah no like i mean because you've come from the the live backgrounds so i can't imagine sure those moments when the camera is on you and you're like and <laughs> don't know what to do now but it's so much better in like in like a tv broadcast setup versus online mm-hmm. where you're at the mercy of the internet oh this is true mm-hmm. but with broadcast you're at the mercy of um escom <laughs> 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 I actually didn't think about that, but yes, you know. Well, well, nowadays, nowadays, I mean, before ESCOM decided to start doing its thing, that like, you know, we just don't know what to expect. Yeah, hey. There were times when it was okay, it was fine. Yeah, and I guess that's why you've just got to go into it and, you know, just be positive exactly. and hope that things work, you know? Right, exactly. But thank you so much for making time to join me on Sisterhood Our Conversations. It's my absolute pleasure. I know that you've been doing, you know, such amazing things with this platform. I remember having you on Blue Couch that time because yes. of what you were doing with Sisterhood. So <laughs> it's nice to be on the other side for once, you know? Oh, right. <laughs> so nice. And look, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I mean, I've seen some of the work that you've been doing, like Blue Couch before Blue Couch, now with um, the Change Collective. I mean, there's so much to you that, that you're busy with. And that's like, I mean, like I look at the stuff that you're doing and I'm just like, wow, okay. like she's awesome. <laughs> oh, if, it, if it resonates with you, then, then I'm happy. But I guess it's just been quite an interesting um, journey to go from, mm. you know, like a, like a traditional TV environment to now go to yes. an online space. Yeah, I've had to adapt to being able to see who is watching you and also being able to see when they click out and they're like, nah, this is not for me. (laughs) This is not for me. (laughs) And then you're like, you keep going, you keep the energy. You gotta keep going, you know. Someone will join. (laughs) Yeah, and then sometimes maybe there's one person who joins and it's just you and that one person. So when they (laughs) log out, you're like, oh man, no. (laughs) You know, but... I've noticed that online is great because you can always save the interview and people can watch yes. it in their own time. 
So yes. yeah, there's there's always more than one way to do it, and uh, it's just exactly. been an interesting journey this year. Oh, that's that's incredible. But like speaking about your journeys, let's talk about a little bit about you. I mean, Jessica Tims. I mean, I love the fact that you took the whole Tim Kulu and it's now like Tims, and it's just like, <laughs> hey, like look at you, aren't you a cool kid? Like I want to be able to do that. <laughs> You know, it actually wasn't me. Um, a yeah. friend of mine, her cousin, we all lived in the same building. We always used to see mm. each other. And she used mm. to call me Timmy Tims. And oh, okay. other people heard it. Other people liked it. And I think the nickname okay. just kind of caught on. And then before yeah. I knew it, that was the name that just carried, I guess. And it's oh, also wow. interesting because next year my surname is changing. You know, I won't be into yes. anymore. I'm going to be a Dube. And that's something okay. I, I need to get used to. So <laughs> names, hey, sure. When you're a woman, it's an interesting journey what your surname will be. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's always such a contentious issue. It's like one of those, yes. do you keep it? Do you change it? Do you double barrel it? And then it's the conversation of like, okay, do you keep yours, the professional one, and then just yeah. take the new one? And it's just, oh, and the admin. Oh, good luck with the admin, girl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but you know, I think you, you're absolutely right. It's like a contentious issue with with Sam, mm. and I really had to think long and hard about it. And I thought, mm. you know, it's just better to just keep everything the same and just eliminate. Okay. Um, and I think also for me personally, and I don't speak yeah. for anybody else, yeah. I just wanted to keep my name through, you know, the family that I'll have with my husband. I just wanted yeah. to keep mm -hmm. that unified and together and. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. just how I I thought I was going to do it. And, you know, okay. to other people who double barrel, I'm so happy for them. But in my case, yep. dube terms would sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> or simply dube would sound strange. So I <laughs> just choose the simpler path. <laughs> just a simplified one. <laughs> yeah, just choose a simpler path. But let's talk a little bit about you. I mean, where did you grow up? Family upbringing? Um, I know you're quite close to, to your folks. I mean, when you and I have chatted, you, you're quite close yes. to the family. You're a very family-orientated, faith-living, purposeful-living individual. So let's try to, where did that all begin? What was the influence for that? Shoo, how much time yes. do we have again? <laughs> how much time do we have? Um, okay, I'll try to... An hour and a bit. <laughs> Okay, so I'll try to give me keep it concise, but give you as much as I can. <laughs> we can do a part one, a part two. <laughs> nah? Okay, let's yes. let's go to part one. So I grew up in Johannesburg. Um, mm. I was actually born in the Val. I was born okay. in a little place called Beverly Hills, near to Everton and Sibukeng. And okay. when I was two, my parents um, moved to Joburg. My mom is originally from Cape Town. My dad is okay. from the Val. They have a very interesting story as to how they met. And oh, wow. yeah, and, and my parents are, are pastors. So oh, I think okay. through growing You're up. You're PK. In, I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I think growing up in a, in a space where as much as our family is small, I don't have siblings. Mm -hmm. It's just me and my parents. Okay. But a lot of, I think, my siblinghood, I found mm. 
in the ministry I found in the community and with the friends that I have made that literally feel like family to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I grew up, you know, um, I would say that I had a pretty normal childhood. A couple mm-hmm. of things that were different about me, you know, I'm, I have multi-ethnicities in me okay. uh, uh, culturally. Um, so, you know, there was that small little identity thing that was a bit, had to navigate through that, had to navigate mm. through the only child and being a pastor's kid. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> so there's a lot, but I think overall, um, mm. growing up between the Val and between Joburg and between Cape Town, where my mom's family mm. is, it's just been to me, I think a very rich, um, upbringing and I, I think I've, I've really enjoyed my, my, my childhood. And yeah, that's basically where I come from. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think having to work through those complexities, I think have made me the person that I am now. Mm. And getting into being a purposeful person, I think started when I was eight years old. One day, because, oh. you know, my, my parents were so busy. I had to sit in... Um, what they used to call aftercare at school. Yes, I was yes. always the second last kid to go home. The third last or the second last kid to go wow. home. So I'd be sitting at school until like five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> but also just making so many friends. My friends during wow. during the during normal school time and my friends in aftercare were always, you know, two different crews. And yes. yeah, so, um, you know, I'd always sit at aftercare and as the kids would filter out, Mm-hmm. And the kids would go home. It would always be, you know, just me floating around, walking around by myself. Yeah. And I, I know this sounds strange, but I used to hear this voice almost like playing back myself, talking about my life way oh, into the future, like what? way into the future. Yeah. Um, wow. and, it, and it had to do with me speaking to people on a broad platform and on a broad scale. And mm-hmm. when, you're a, when you're a child, you know, you internalize that as just as like a normal thing. As you grow older, you realize how special moments like that are. And I always knew from a young age that I mm-hmm. was destined to speak, to communicate, to facilitate mm-hmm. conversation and to mm-hmm. do so authentically, to bring the heart out of people. Essentially, that mm. if you talk about where the purposeful thing comes from, that's the mm. best way that I can describe it to you. Wow, that I—I I mean, I can't imagine experiencing something like that, especially as a young person, and it, for you to be so aware of it as well, and to kind of like hold it dear to yourself, yeah. and to eventually find a way to work towards that. And I mean from what I see and how I've interacted with you, you, you really are living, living a very purposeful life and the way you, you engage with people. I mean, not just like the, the on-air um, experience, but just, you know, when you're having a conversation, whether it's on the phone, whether it's in person, you're one of the people that I've met, few people that when you ask, how are you, you know, it, you actually want to know how the other person is you care to know how the other person is it's not just tick a box okay hi Pumeza how are you <laughs> moving along yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're just ticking the box in the conversation like yes <laughs> and now yeah. like I mean oh sorry yes no no I was I was just gonna say that 
as much as you know it's so interesting to hear you say that you value something like that whereas mm. with other people like especially if i'm in an office environment sometimes i can trap people in conversation and they're like no jess you need to go now i have work to do. <laughs> <laughs> so it, i mean it does get me into trouble sometimes but i really do mean it when i ask somebody you know how are you apparently yeah. one of the biggest lies that people mm-hmm. tell in the world mm. the biggest mm. lie is i'm fine Oh, absolutely. I can believe that. Yeah. Absolutely. Because and I think it also depends like when you when you're asking, when you're hearing somebody asking you that. I mean, it's even for me personally, when someone's asking me, the thoughts in my mind, I'm like, okay, so how am I? How am I doing? What's happening in my life? Like my brain races so fast. And then yes. also it's also a case of like, what's my relationship with this person? Like if I was to really answer them. Would they look at me with these big eyes and be like, oh, I shouldn't have asked you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, it's that kind of like, how comfortable am I? And I'm actually also learning in my, in the way that I, you know, approach my relationship, especially like my, my really good friendships um, and the yes. people that I'm closest to. Like when I ask, how are you? Like I, I want them to know I'm really asking, how are they? Like not the, mm-hmm. oh, this is fine. And like, let's tick boxes. Okay. So, you know, the house is still standing. We've got food in the fridge, you know, baby's fine. Everybody's fine. Family's good, especially with this year. But then also yeah. for, for them to feel comfortable enough to say, oh, you know what? Actually, <laughs> today yeah. is just one of those days and this is what's going on. And even if I don't have the answers, um, just for them to have that sense of release to to be able to speak to somebody and without judgment because I think also a lot of the time when you start sharing in your mind maybe for me most of the time is that I'm already thinking oh my gosh this person's judging me like I'm I'm saying things that you know are there should be like the inside voices I shouldn't be using you know my outside voice I should just keep this internal yes and and it's interesting that you, you that you speak about this year and how how challenging mm-hmm. it's been. I think, I think we've, as a, not even as a country, like just mm. globally, we've all mm. had to humble ourselves and really become more vulnerable. You know, mm-hmm. and yes. I've even had to learn myself that there's more that you can receive in being vulnerable versus just mm. acting like you have it together all the time. Oh yes. You know? I read this morning a post by Chrissy Teigen. She was speaking about, um, she made a long essay about mm. what she went through in, you know, the, 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 the death of her baby. Yes. And she said something that stuck out to me. She said that I actually don't care about any of you who said I should not have posted that picture. It's my life uh, and I'm living yeah. it. And I chose to be vulnerable. I cho- and I, I highly highly respect that you know because what she's doing is she's opening up a door for other people who might be going through something as painful exactly. you know and she's talking about all the, the the messages of love and the gifts that she had received from people and just the empathy that mm. she received and I thought to myself mm. how much do we block ourselves from healing when we just act like everything is okay all the time and I don't take away yeah. from you know there are times where you do have to be strong and pick yourself up, but it's okay. We're all human and we're all going mm. through this together. 
No, it's true. And I think it's that moment of vulnerability. I mean, and it's, I think it's not even like one moment. It's a series of moments, I'm sure. Um, And I mean, depending on the intensity of what's going on. And also like when people say, I mean, I was reading what Lute Love was saying um, on the passing away of her brother last week. And like her posts, I I mean, I struggle to read a lot of her posts because you can just... I mean, I'm an only child as well, but the intensity on those just few sentences, but you can just imagine what that what that was going, what how that it how it felt, um, that experience and that journey. And you could just see that this her brother was such an important part of her life, you know, and also her kids' yeah. lives. And yeah. I just, you know, when there was a person who um she posted on the on the caption that you know that, that I'm gonna I'm gonna just paraphrase it like she people shouldn't say to her it's going to be okay time will heal God will you know comfort her like yes. it's it's one of those just let me feel what I need to what feel yeah let me figure yeah. it out yes that person is probably telling the truth and it will be okay in time etc but just allow her the space to feel what she needs to feel in the manner that makes sense to her because it's just something that she's going through and a lot of people are going through it in a different way and just allowing people that grace and that space to just heal and mourn and experience and find you know the 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 ways that will help them become some new form of whole again um, whenever that happens for themselves so it's it I mean touch like what you're just saying about Chrissy Teigen that just it reminded me of that it really did remind me of that and about vulnerability as well ah oh, I love that um that sentence you just said a new form of whole yeah wow girl that's that's deep that's a title <laughs> of a book like <laughs> that's actually no, I a book remember title. that let me write that down <laughs> So, hey, if you ever use that title, you know, I want my 10% commission. Girl, <laughs> done, done. <laughs> oh, absolutely beautiful, man. Uh, but let's continue telling about you. I mean, your work with young people. I mean, I think I, I remember myself as a young person. I mean, I still like to think of myself as a young 36-year-old person. Um, but <laughs> in terms of like... High school and school and varsity and just navigating life and the experiences of you know my you know age group then to what's going on now and finding ways to connect with young people and to work with young people that's I mean that that must be such a a mind trip like it just like the the language the music the the, the words that they use and being able to relate to them and you work with them quite a bit and like how did that even start and why and how has it been thus far so i think um you know for 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 10 years of my life i didn't Mm. even feel it happening but Mm. it was just something that was an undercurrent in my life um when i was in high school yeah at a time when i honestly was just getting to grips with 
where am I going with my life? What am I doing? Uh, I I had the opportunity to be part of the Johannesburg Junior Council in high school. And I managed to get onto um, the exec. I was the speaker of house. Wow. Which meant that I had to attend. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know what the Johannesburg Junior Council is, it was supposed to be like a replica of parliament. Mm. And young people from across Johannesburg, um, 80 young people from 40 schools, coming together to create these almost like parliamentary portfolios and then you do community work and mm-hmm. you just represent the city, etc. So I started off then, I really got to grips with the potential of my ability to lead. And mm-hmm. from there on, I realized that I wish that more young people had experiences like this mm-hmm. to expose themselves to conversation, expose themselves to um great opportunities to be heard to express yourself to do something outside of yourself and from council you know at um at my church then there was there were some things that we wanted to change wanted to change like how young people interact with their faith and (laughs) that is a whole book for (laughs) another day but in a nutshell Mm -hmm. i spent seven years uh, being on the being in the in the leadership team, and then two years wow. being chairperson. Sure. So within there, where we were learning to express ourselves, be young with God, and and mm. all of that, I think that fed into the other se- uh, spheres of my life. So uh, while I was doing that, I think when when I was um, uh, at at Wits, yes. <clears throat> so my second year of varsity the campus radio station reopened. So Voice of Bits had reopened. You know, I got yeah. into Val. Yes. Again, we're talking to young people every day, expressing ourselves, talking about our issues, laughing <laughs> off, crying together, being mm. angry together. Um, from Val, you know, I met somebody who told me about Yo! TV. And mm. that's how I started. That's how I became a presenter. Oh, wow. A couple of years into Yo! TV, you know, now we're producing. I'm working at HDI Youth Marketeer. So to 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 make that a more concise answer, I think some things in your life just flow and they just mm-hmm. take you where you're meant to be. One thing that somebody said to me a couple of years ago <clears throat> in this one company I used to work with called Grow yeah. to Lead, we would facilitate um, these uh, empowerment workshops in 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 high schools. Okay. And the one thing that uh, one of the managers said was, I want to spend the best years of my life preparing for the rest of my life. I don't want to waste my youth on things that, as much as they feel good, there's a whole life ahead on the other side of youth. And this is the time to prepare for that. You know, Pumiza, that never left me, hey? And perhaps that one little sentence, I think, has guided that flow mm-hmm. and hoping that we can make this something that's not just within one individual, but that we spread that to as many young people as possible. So Yo, that would shift yeah, yeah, so yeah. much. Yes. And you know, you were speaking about relatability. Yes. 
you're so right when you say, you know, you're 36 and you still feel young. <laughs> Listen, oh, girl, you're good. Africa, you're good for my self-esteem. <laughs> in South Africa, and I'm sure anywhere else in the world, you know, 40 is the new 30. 30 <laughs> is the new 20. You are as young as you feel. And this, there, there is something to be said, though, for mm. the different young generations, what your generation went through, mm. how you expressed yourselves, the challenges you had, my generation, um, they are slightly nuanced. They are different. Yes. But the spirit of it all is the same. You know, it's yeah. you in your youth figuring out your life and, you know, getting to those new stages. Mm. Uh, what I will say for this young group now, yes. so the 18-year-olds who are coming up now, yes. it's strange to think that this group has had the technology that we didn't have. They've had it since they were young. Right. Like, they've lived in a far more mediated existence than, than ours. Than and ours. information is so accessible to them. Virtual space is comfortable for them. Yep. But essentially, the spirit is still the same. And I think if you, that, that oh. youthful energy can always translate into, into anything that you do as long as your intention is clear and is positive with young people. And I think that those keywords intention, because our generation, we, we were taught, okay, you know what, you know, you need to just, you know, sit, pipe down, like sit in the corner, don't challenge um, <laughs> older people, <laughs> yes, um, authority, yes. that kind of thing. And the younger generation, for them, if your intentions, they, they can read through whatever you're trying to do. And if they don't yeah. like it, they will call you out on it. Yep. And yep. It, it, people are like, what is going on? Who are these people? And it's like, no, this is the, the new generation. This, this, this is a society um, that exists. And it's, these are the people who need to carry our traditions forward. They need to find their own belief systems. They need to navigate what we've left behind for them. And we're still trying to figure out what we're, what we're doing ourselves. And they're probably right. looking at us and thinking, what? <laughs> what are you all doing? Like, we see the solution. Why are you guys trying in different directions? Because also it's one of those things where there's certain things that you just need to be bold and call it out. Right. One one young person who, mm-hmm. actually two of them, yes. who stick out for me. I've I've interviewed both of them. Um, on on the Change Collective Africa, oh, yes. the, the the Purpose Pioneer Talk Show. Yes, the one is uh, Zuleika Patel. Oh yes, yes. She, yeah, she's kind of become such a strong mm. voice for systems of racism in <clears throat> in high schools. Yes, you know, speaking to her and knowing that when I was in high school, sure there were certain things that we picked up that. You know, we always questions like, wait, why are dreadlocks not allowed right. at our at, at the school? What yeah. is it about dreadlocks that is offensive or that mm. is seemingly untidy? Yes. What is it about hair that my hair that needs to be relaxed? And anyway, again, another convers another book, <laughs> another conversation. Yes. But you know, talking to Zuleika and hearing her speaking about microaggressions, speaking mm. about nuances in the way that, um, you know, 
your ethnicity is 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 trampled mm. on in such subtle ways hearing her speaking so boldly mm. saying that south african schools need to have a charter for these things about how we will mm. treat um young people in in school i i listened to her and i said wow this their group yeah. that boldness that's yeah. the kind of boldness that we would have um not that we didn't have, but I think we we thought that there were only certain places where you were allowed to be bold. Yes. Whereas with them, everything is bold. We live bold. We speak bold. We think bold. So she sticks out for me. And wow. another one is a a young lady named um, Chelsea. I think it's Fire Lily. Okay. Yes, Chelsea Fire Lily. Or is it? Yeah. She's a young woman in Cape Town. Okay. And she is is a poet and in a lot of her poetry she speaks about why is it that being colored has so many stereotypes in south africa oh. when that actually takes away from you know the 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 stereotypes about being colored and being violent also makes people almost like fatigued to the fact that there's serious issues with gangsterism in cape town yeah. and young people are dying People are dying, mothers, children. Young. Sure. It's, it's a mess. And she's using her platform to speak and to yeah. be bold and say, don't assume things about my, my identity and my culture and then allow injustices to happen, you know, where the governments don't even take what's happening with us seriously. seriously. So yeah. coming back to that, you know, I think that, the young people who are coming up now mm. with so much information, with yeah. so much platforms to express themselves, yeah. they really are, uh, as somebody once said that um, this is the life that our, our predecessors would have dreamed of. And if yeah. we could be in any way part of that to continue to lift them up, I mean, mm -hmm. we're doing society so much good. Absolutely. Wow. And it is it is very important for us to find ways to lift them up and to to yes. remind them and to let them know that people are listening and we're hearing and we want to support them. And I look at my daughter. I mean, she's going to be three in April. And Yay. like, I mean, I, I've told you about my little girl, like my senior management. Yes. <laughs> and there are times when, I mean, I've said to one or two people where like there are times when I look at her and her personality and I'm just like, sure, dear God, you really took that prayer seriously. Like when I said to you, I want her to, to be fierce and to be feisty. And even when she's this little, I look at her and I'm like, sure, can you please carry on the spirit? And, oh, wow. you know, and grow up and to hold that true to yourself and you know just be as fierce and be as confident and be as fearless and I mean obviously you, you wanted to be in a safe place a pay, um, place and safe space yeah. um, but I look at her and I'm like wow there are moments when I I feel like you know what they are things that for me I I'm like wow okay so I could be a little bit more like this. I'm learning in various different ways being her mom that there are certain wow. things that I'm like, okay, I can be fearless. I can be brave. I can charter a new course for myself in terms of the direction of my life. I don't have to feel 
like it's it's done you know that's yes. I'm, I'm at this age yes. so it's done so I need to just continue and it gives me such goosebumps you know for for myself and for her and when I listen to you speaking about um the two young ladies and even more young people and as I yes. see them do their work and I'm just like I I really understand and I really am like you know what, we need to hold them up and keep them up and just lift them up and just to have their voices heard by more people yeah. because there are other individuals other young people who need those voices um so they yeah. can hear and they could feel like okay you know there are people who get it there are people who understand who look like me who sound like me who struggle with the same things and who have made it past and are finding a way to still be themselves but not just move themselves forward but take other people along from the journey because that's also the other thing you know you can't just journey on your own and think you've made it what about the other people who also want to move forward with their lives and you know, and Pumez, you know, as you were speaking now, mm-hmm. I, I also realized that as much as there are young people who are so strong and fierce and bold and they're going to take over the world, mm-hmm. there are unfortunately a very big, broad base of young people in South Africa mm-hmm. who are not being encouraged to do that, yes. whose circumstances mm-hmm. have not opened up opportunities for them and they feel stuck mm-hmm. in a culture of we live for the moment we live for now mm-hmm. whatever happens happens um we don't mind you know completely drowning ourselves in substances yeah. and drowning ourselves in things that just make us feel good for the moment yeah. and before you know it they blink around them time has gone yeah and it feels like there's just the cycle of we're going to we, we, we there's a ceiling that we can't get past yeah. and there's a ceiling that maybe we were never meant to get past mm. and I I don't want to say that this is a reality for every young person living in a township or in a rural area in South Africa yeah. but for many of them this is the case mm. um, my, my church is in Sibukeng and <clears throat> just outside of just outside of our church there's this big open campus space between okay. three community buildings okay every friday and saturday um young people just come out in their numbers yeah. and they just come and bring a lot of drugs and no. they bring a lot of alcohol and they just completely get finished until oh. people can't find their way home it's dark it's and it's so ironic that this is happening like right near these community buildings that are put there to bring good in the community and you know these things happen in my journey on future leaders Mm. i had to be a mentor to in two seasons to two young people Mm. one in tembisa one in emalahleni and my heart broke pumeza my heart broke because if in if if in any area in South Africa, why is stuff like sports, extracurricular activities, yeah. um, outside opportunities, why are those things only limited based on which school you're yes. in and which 
suburb or which area that, uh, uh, that, that, that you live in. Or those once in a lifetime things that come to your school mm-hmm. and it only chooses two people, then a thousand other kids don't get to, oh man, wow. I could go on about this for, for days, wow. but this is a, it's a serious issue. And hence mm-hmm. why I'm saying the likes of, of the Zulekas and the Chelsea's, mm-hmm. that, that kind of um, boldness to change society is allowed to them because they're in spaces where they were, um, that was encouraged. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm making sense. No, I, I, no, you are. I really can't go on about this forever. No, the thing is, you, you are making sense. And I, 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 I completely get you. I, I mean, it comes back to your first point when you're talking about um, being part of Joburg City Council. Um, yes. I mean, to have, to have that experience, can you imagine having that just rolled out in every corner of this country? No matter yes. background, no matter the school you're from, no matter what's happening at home, what support structures you have, but you have that one space where you can discover where your gifts are, what your talents are, what your strong points mm-hmm. are, where you can be mentored, where there's extra tutoring that needs to take place so that at least to a certain degree up until your high school years, you can have that foundation. And even when you finish high school, if the, the textbook um, you know, path, which is to go to university, et cetera, if that is not the path that you go on, at least there's, there's something yeah. that, there's, that something, there's that yes. foundation. There's that, you know, okay, if this is not the, the path for me, what are the options? So you know that even if, there are noises in the background that, and there are people in the background who say, but who do you think you are? Why do you think you're that special? Why do you think you should go and further your own life because your background says X, Y, and Z? You are emboldened enough and you are so convinced of your own capabilities and you've got the tools and the skills that you've been equipped with for all these years to say, you know what? Voice in the back of my head, keep quiet. I'm, I'm going forward, right? right? So right. I, I hear you. And I, because you're involved in it in such a deep level, I can also understand and can also appreciate the frustration, I'm sure, and how it impacts you. Because that's, those are experiences and stories that you can't necessarily just shut off once the production team is done and the cameras are off. Because, yeah. <laughs> because from... from <laughs> From our conversations, I mean, I know you're, a, you, you take it on, you know, you make it, you make it your own, you make it something that really stays with you. And I can't imagine that the, the psychological and the emotional aspects of it, because it is heavy, because you want to do yes. more and you want to be able to really say, okay, you know what, if you're going to be impacting people's lives positively, you really want to be able to do that. But yeah, yeah. But I'm, yeah. I'm sure you also understand there's only so much you can do. And it's it's funny that you say mm-hmm. that because me and um, a friend of mine, he's a he's a teacher. Yes. Uh, he's like he's like a brother to me. And yes. uh, he was talking about this day that kind of took him off guard. One day he 
One day he came to school and everybody mm-hmm. in the everybody in the in the in the school was laughing at this one girl. Everyone's showing her this okay. everyone's showing her their cell phones and laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he found out what mm-hmm. they were showing her, they were showing her a yeah. picture of her father who had committed suicide. And they were saying, yeah, look at your father. You know, he, 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 hang, he strung himself with the, with the rope, like to, to suffocate himself. Look at your father, this and this and that. No. And, that. and the teacher, there was a teacher who saw what was going on. And this girl was crying and who said, no, mm-hmm. stop crying. You're causing a scene here. And it, it made me realize Pumeza, that, and, and this leads into what I'm going to say now, as much as I'm in this space now where for the past 10 years of my life, the, the, the youth undercurrent has been very strong. In what I'm doing mm. now with the Change Collective Africa, I've come to a point now where I realize I want to broaden what I do. Um, I want to look more into mm. the African continent, look into the country and into okay. as much as young people are important, but what society are young people growing up in? If those societal ills are not fixed, if we're not, you know, hammering the issue about take care of your mental health, let's as, as, as older people support young people, let's not be, take the traumas that we had from our past and now say to young people when they're suffering, no, just stand up and and get over it. No, stop crying. I think we, we can do so much better and it's a holistic thing. I think Mm -hmm. I'm moving into a space now where, my focus is going as much as I'm still there with the young people, I'm going to start going broader now <laughs> and thinking about ways that wow. something as simple as a conversation or an yep. event or, or, or a platform can open up a door that will spark great ideas in people, spark a change, change people's hearts and mm-hmm. really get us to a point where we're making a legacy that, is going to make a difference um, in the country and in and in the world. And yeah, I sound like this mm. optimistic little bumblebee <laughs> who wants to fix everything. <laughs> and I've also had to learn in a big way to, to take care of myself because yes, there's only so much that you can do. But even if I could only do one thing today, can it just be something that leaves somebody better? Yeah. Right. And I mean, look, keep the optimism, keep the optimism, be an optimist. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's because you're acknowledging that, okay, you, you want to do these things, but you're also acknowledging the fact that you are human. You do need to take care of yourself. So I'm, I'm grateful for that, but there they are ways. And I really, truly believe, I mean, through your work and I'm beginning, I've been thinking about it. A lot of this, of during this year of what more can I do and finding ways to do the things that I want to do and just find the opportunities to plug in. I mean, even if it's not a case of recreating yes. the wheel, but if there's something that someone is doing and I can plug into that, then I'm looking, I'm consciously looking for those things. And, and it's necessary because it can't just be, Oh, I wish we could do this or I wish we could do that. There's always that little something that we can all do in our little corner of the world that will impact the next person and so on and so forth because it is a collective effort yes, at the end of the day. Yes, very much so. And 
a um one of my friends her her older sister it's you know being an only child anybody who is older and reaches out to you and wants to be a big sister i mean we you adopt them listen i will take that hand any day i know her name is um is, is charlie right? and this year she kept she just creep into my whatsapp and be like hey are you taking care of yourself hey did you do at least 10 wow. minutes today to do something that will either make wow. you feel relaxed or that will help you to breathe or mm. you know which is which is so important i'm not a a mom yet i know i will be one day i hope to um mm-hmm. i always think mm-hmm. about how do moms take that moment and and she's got three kids you know she's got three kids wow. she's she's you know working in the medical field she's hectic busy but she finds and she makes time yeah. to take care of herself so that's what I'm, yeah. I'm 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 trying so hard to learn you know i can't i've burnt out before burnt. i i will openly say that i've burnt out before it wasn't pretty mm-hmm. um i took on a job mm-hmm. where i was working 16 hours a day last year <laughs> you know wow and, wow you know, <laughs> um yeah <laughs> you you learn that, yeah no that, that, you know sure. uh, somebody was saying that you know you can't pour from an empty cup so that is a strong strong theme in my life and i have to learn very much to take care <laughs> of myself no likewise i'm learning on a daily basis that yeah this empty cup business is uh-uh. not good for anybody <laughs> no it's not it's not at all <laughs> Jessica, before we let you go, um, please tell us about the Change Collective Africa. How, when, where, and what's next? Oh, this is so cool that you asked that question. So super cool. (laughs) So I once, I think it was two or three years ago, I got approached by um, Mm -hmm. the founders of the Change Collective Africa. I have worked with them in the past, but they were starting a social enterprise. And they were saying, look, we want to work with people based on a collaborative basis where people who are purposeful Mm -hmm. bring their skills together and let's find ways to not only promote purpose as a currency, a way of exchange, a way of doing business, but also a way of leading your life. And that resonates with me. I was like, yes, sign me up. I'm here. And (laughs) this year, we were really taking the concept of, 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 of purpose to so many different companies and seeing if they're interested in working mm. with us. And then COVID came. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Then COVID yeah. Came and it just, you know, it just was the strange space where everything felt like it was on pause, but I'm so blessed that mm. the people in this amazing team, they innovate and find mm. ways to keep the conversation about purpose. And that's where the purpose pioneer talk show um, came in that's where the table for seven wow. the cause conversations came in and they said let's keep even in this time where everybody is we're so uncertain wow. let's yes. remind everyone that even in the most uncertain of times we can find this moment to just talk about why are you here what are you doing what do you have in your hand to do it with and let's have these conversations um on 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 instagram and um in in webinars as 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 well with with the table for seven pumezet these conversations have carried me through this year 
and I know that yes and I know that they've been of value to what I call the purpose family which is all the people who come and tune in and Mm. um so the purpose pioneer talk show is just one platform uh to promote purpose they have some others and I will tell you about an exciting platform that they launched this year called um hashtag give her a crown to tackle gender-based violence oh, yes, okay. and to change okay. the narrative of women in South Africa and to celebrate women. And so, so super cool. Jaguar South Africa has actually wow. come on board to be a partner to um, hashtag Crown. Yes. So we were celebrating it yesterday and, you know, talking to their experiential manager and, Um, it's just, there's so much to do and I feel blessed to be part Mm. of a team that says, you know what, we're all going to be bumblebees and, (laughs) you know, and let's just inspire other other people to be bumblebees as well. And I'm looking forward to more platforms. I'm looking forward to new and innovative ways to just impact society and to change the world. Ah, oh, that's incredible. Congratulations to all Thanks of you. Thanks so much, man. Thanks so much. That's amazing. That's amazing. And how does anybody get in touch and reach out to you if they want to get involved in anything that you're doing? Where can we connect? So with you? you can just, um, I try my best to check my request box, which is people who I'm, I might not necessarily mm-hmm. be following on Instagram, but you can just find me on Instagram. Okay. It's at Jessica Tim's live. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you'll find Thanks. that one on Twitter, but I, I don't tweet that much. <laughs> so... So Instagram, if you, you know, hit me up, yeah, or send me a message, you can definitely find me there, yeah. Okay. Perfect, perfect. Well, Jessica Timms, soon to be (laughs) Dubai. Thank you so much. I feel like this conversation could have gone on for a very, very long no, time. No, our, our lunch is going to happen. <laughs> Even if baby girl is there, listen, our lunch is going to happen. <laughs> Look, as long as she's a place to like run around and do her own thing, she's good. And like she'll check in and be like, okay, everybody's still <laughs> she good. Must just be free. She must just be free. <laughs> right? And I'm learning, especially like with this year. I mean, her her world was probably also turned upside down as little as she is, um, as much as ours as grown people was also turned upside down. But it's been like, okay, you know what? One day at a time and yeah, find find a way to, to keep going, but also just to be more mindful and more yes. present and take those times to kind of just tune out and be more attuned to what's going on with ourselves as as the grown ups, but also with her as being oh, our parents. Man. Such a such a yeah, um, so. we will never forget these days. We will never forget them. No. We are all being strengthened Mm-mm. for the road ahead. You know. Mm. Exactly. Even 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 exactly. baby girls being strengthened for the road ahead. <laughs> You know, right? Like, I mean, her 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 journey is just like unfolding, and she's like, okay, I'm just gonna go with it, and we'll just be along yeah, for the ride. Uh, but you know, Pumeza, <laughs> thank you so much for this platform that you have. Sisterhood you. is 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 um, it's something that 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 really helps us as women to support each other. And what you are doing, I hope thank that it amplifies. You. I hope that it grows. 
beyond what you could ever expect. And I just wish you well, man. Thank you so much for having me on this platform. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. And I welcome it. I, I, the blessings are well received. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you have a super day. <laughs> you too, sis. You too. All right. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye. <laughs>